Welcome to the second edition of the Nameless Podcast. With me here is Matt Felgenauer, and I'm James McCullough. Let's start off with the probably best performance of the first couple games in Anthony Davis. Yeah, uh, Davis was just, he, he was unbelievable. 50 points, I think he had like 18 rebounds, quite a few blocks, quite a few steals. I think he was uh, one steal short of the, you know, the five for five thing, but with 50 points. <laughs> yeah, absolutely ridiculous. I I actually haven't had a chance to watch the game yet, so I plan on getting into it. So I only have a couple comments on that, but... One thing that scares me is still the supporting cast of New Orleans. They lost, you know. Like I know. I guess I should have lost. started with that, yeah. I believe he scored 50 points and the rest of the team scored 52, you know, so that's a problem. I know. I look. You look down the box score and everything's between like 6 and 8 points for the rest of the team or 6 and 10 or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, so, the, the rest of the starters – I mean, there, there's nothing. There's nothing that really jumps out at you there. They need Drew Holiday back if they're going to do anything. If they're going to hit hit that over, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if that'll help. I mean, Drew Holiday's really good, but but that yeah. kind of scares me in that Anthony Davis has had all these like minor injuries, and there is scientific proof that when players are more tired, they're more likely to get injured. And so I'm concerned that Davis is going to play 40 nights, 40 minutes a night, averaging with or having a massive usage rate, and it's just going to wear his body down until he has to miss 10 games for some minor injury. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if the Pelicans keep that stuff up, uh, Davis isn't going to be there past this next contract, which is I still mean, a really long ways off. Since yeah. what four years left on it or something, something like that. Yep, which is just nuts. But, yeah, so, I mean, he's going to be a blast to watch, and that kind of player could easily get other stars to want to play with him because he has so many different yeah. – he has such a unique skill set. I mean, he's, since he used to be a guard, and then he grew a billion inches. But That'd be nice, yeah. <laughs> I know, seriously. Why Why didn't that happen to me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I could see this, like, going forward being a trend, like teams just – Letting Anthony Davis eat, and then everybody else, you know, just locking the rest of them up, and then you know the score is ninety. You know, the Pelicans score a hundred points, and Davis has fifty, but they lose by twenty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Did you have a look at the uh, Harden stat line? Oh yeah, it bodes well for my MVP pick minus the loss. Yeah. Ignore that part. Right. He had a ridiculous stat line, and I thought it, after the first quarter, I thought it was even going to be more ridiculous with his nine assists yeah, he, in the he, first quarter. Which is insane. I mean, it, it's pretty much exactly, the first game was uh, pretty much exactly how we thought it was going to run. You know, James Harden just has the ball in his hand all the time, and he just, he goes to the rim and dishes out the open shooters, so... It's a pretty uh pretty easy concept, but and he's executing it at least that first game. I know if they actually hit their wide open shots, then I think they'll have better results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they have shooters: Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson. You know, I mean, the, they built this roster to look like this. But the the thing is, is they scored all those points and they lost the baby Lakers. So I know. I mean, that's that's a problem. I know, and the thing, they had so many 
like they had so many open three looks and stuff, and it easily could have hit, but like could have hit four more of them. Like they could yep. score 130 points a game multiple times this season, which is just nuts to yeah. me. Yeah, uh, Harden missed some open ones. He, he probably should have had 40, but it still really really impressive game from Harden. Yeah, it's he's going to be another fun one to watch. Uh, in addition to AD, yeah. But yeah, uh, the other two guys that kind of individual performances uh, were in the same game with Embiid and Westbrook. Embiid for not playing for however many years, two or three years, whatever it ended up being. It's absolutely yep. ridiculous how well he's playing. <laughs> I think it was 20 points in 20 minutes, something like that, against Steven Adams, one of the best defensive centers in the league. I know, yeah. He had that. They're going to be terrible. They're going to be terrible all year, but they're going to be a team I'm going to (laughs) watch for sure. I know, yeah. A, he has a fantastic personality on Twitter, whatever, everything. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's definitely a must-follow on social media for sure. Yeah, and he his post game still needs some work, and he's still working the kinks out there. Obviously, I mean it takes every young center time, but then he has like the pick and pop three pointer, like that's yep. ridiculous for how big he is and just his the rest of his skill set. Yep, I just I, I think uh, I think Embiid he's a little different than a lot of these uh, new age centers. You know, your Miles Turner who had a great game. Oh uh, yeah. Kat, uh, Chris Stops, all these guys, you know, he's a little different. I think he's a little more uh, living in the paint, but he can step out and shoot, which is which is amazing too. Yeah, one of the biggest things I think going forward in the NBA, just like for stars, bigger players, is being able to have a post up game to match that outside shot. Because we kind of we kind of saw how it was only post game for a while back during the golden age or whatever you want to call it. And then we had um, we had players starting to step out, and that happened a whole lot. But then now we're seeing like the defense catch up, and they're just switching. And so now being able to post up just creates such terrible mismatches for teams. And a player like Embiid that's shown part of that, like both skill sets, he's just going to be a headache for years if he can stay healthy. Yep. And uh, pretty much, uh, yeah, the game's evolved, and these new big men is where it's going. You know, yeah. So. Yeah, uh, one thing I actually noticed as I watched Miami smash your boys in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I had to do that. But <laughs> watching Whiteside, the Heat fed, force fed Whiteside like a bunch, which yeah. isn't bad if he's close to the basket. He's decent there. And maybe I don't know the exact points per shot and all that stuff, but he looked good. But then they are also feeding him, like, at the free throw line and a little further out, and he had no clue what to do. He shot, like, yep. a couple turnaround jumpers from the free throw line. He was, which is the same thing, which is why I thought of this, but because Embiid did the same thing, except Embiid actually looked smooth doing it. Whiteside was yep. like, it was like Ben Wallace or something trying to do that. It was just, <laughs> it was just painful. Uh- yeah, I, I think that's that's where the separation is going to be, right? Like the younger, like the uh, the first evolution was like your DeAndre Jordan, Tyson Chandler, pick and roll defensive center, mm-hmm. and now it's been geared to like centers that can move like guards, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So. But yeah, it will be a blast watching like Cat 
and Embiid just go head to head. Oh yeah, because they both. I mean, their skill sets are a little similar. I mean, just in the that they can both post stop and shoot outside, or Embiid's at least yep. shown it a little bit. And so, I think those two will be a blast to watch when they For actually sure. face uh, off. You want to talk about Westbrook at all? I was more interested in the guy who flipped him off, just gave him the big double birds, <laughs> caught on camera. Who <laughs> um, is that guy? <laughs> guy's my hero. That's that's who I want to grow up to be. I know he uh but yeah that guy I I loved Westbrook's reaction just like who is this guy and actually that's like all I loved but you gotta love his passion you know Philly fans are still pissed the process trust the process you know Mm -hmm. in the process and here's this guy I know. Oh, I, I really do. That guy, he's enjoying. He enjoyed his time, even though I'm pretty sure it was reported he got kicked out of that oh, game. Yeah. yeah, he definitely got kicked out. Yeah. But, but, you know, he'll probably get a sponsor or something. But I know I would. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, uh, Westbrook, during the game, I mean, it was exactly what we thought it was going to be. Dominated the ball. Uh, tried to pitch out to some shooters. Who couldn't shoot? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Roberson uh, went. I think he went over two. Olin Depot had a terrible game. He yeah, was like two for six from th- or two for eleven, something like that. He was really he did bad. Not have a good game. Yeah, I'm uh, interested with them with tonight's game. See how uh, see how they play against the Suns. I was not. It's not encouraging for as a Thunder fan for them to be barely beating the Sixers. So I know. I mean, it's still it's it's only the first game. I don't think Stephen Adams played as well as he uh, he's going to play, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, no, I think, and I think like I mean, they have some new pieces. Like Oladipo is going to fit in better as the season goes on, and right. so I think that'll help because I think he was just an. I mean, joining a new team, especially I mean, a completely different team going from Orlando to OKC, where there is like that massively ball dominant guard in Westbrook. I mean, that's just going to take time to get used to. And Oladipo's skill set is going to have to adjust. Yeah, he's used to it, and he's going to have to get better at cutting and just setting up easy baskets for himself when Westbrook draws those draws defenders in. But I think that's something that will get adjusted well. And so I think they'll be okay with that. But, yeah, barely beating the Sixers is not a good sign for the whole season there. Right. I don't want to overreact, but, uh, yeah, I don't like that. I, I'm interested to see what tonight's game looks like. I, I, that's a game I'll be watching as the Sun, uh, Thunder. Yeah. So, I don't know if, uh, you've, you've heard this yet, but, uh, Zach Lowe had a podcast and he had Lee Jenkins on. Lee Jenkins wrote the, uh, the amazing article about Westbrook. Uh, Lee Jenkins, if you don't subscribe to Sports Illustrated, and you need to find a way to get his stories, uh, but because every feature he he writes is really really good. Yeah. But uh, inside of this feature about Westbrook, uh, there was something that that really jumped out to me uh, when when the whole Durant leaving the day he left, Russell Westbrook posted a uh, picture of cupcakes, a uh, plate full of cupcakes on Instagram, and uh, nobody really knew. What the heck that meant? But uh, apparently, back in uh, 
back in their early Thunder days when Kendrick Perkins was around, Kendrick Perkins would call anybody that was soft a cupcake. <laughs> I love so, Kendrick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Perkins. Yeah. He was. He was. Uh, he would have fit well with the Bad Boys back in the day. But. Uh, mm-hmm. But so what? What that tells me is is everything that we think about Westbrook is is pretty much true, right? Like he uh, he's not a guy that's gonna talk crap in the media, you know, like as in he's not going to call out Durant straight up and say, you know, he he's soft yeah. to, to everybody, but he's going to tell Durant he's soft, like, to, a, to him, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, not, in his not own way. Media, which, which I respect, you know, like, he, he still did it through uh, social media, like, he didn't call him up and say that, at least that, not that I know of, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh but the fact that he, he posted it and knew exactly that Durant would know what he was talking about, I, I love that. That, oh. was, uh, that was pretty awesome. I know, it's really funny. Um, yeah. It's a good way to kind of get his point across without being like the center of attention or anything. Just kind of a clever little yeah. jab there. Uh, yeah, I, every time I see a cupcake now, too, I'm going to be like, soft. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Lee Jenkins, like what you said, very, very talented. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he mentioned in Lowe's podcast how Westbrook's def- the kind of guy who's, like, he he's hard to win back after you've lost him. Yep. And yep. just see, I mean, I don't, I don't know a lot about Westbrook. That definitely matches up with the kind of personality I kind of attach to him myself in my own mind. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever see, like, a uh, Durant-Westbrook, like, reunion. Like, when they're at All-Star Games, you're not going to see pictures of them out on, on the town or, like, oh, being... No. being being boys again, like it, I think it's it's over and it's gonna be over forever with Westbrook and Durant, and I'm okay with that. Makes me like uh, Westbrook a little more. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it does. He he fits with or kind of his jab fits in with how you feel about the whole situation with the being soft. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and without them winning, sorry to bring this up, but without them winning a championship, <laughs> kind of like Shaq and Kobe did, where there there was like a reason for them to get back together for ceremonies and fake being friends. Yeah. But Westbrook and Durant, well, I mean, they're never going to have that. Like, they're never going to have yeah. to fake being friends. We're never going to see it. I think that's just the end of it for, I mean, for a long time at least, like 20 yeah. years. Well, I mean... In 2012, LeBron fouled Durant, so it's it, it, it's a it's a questionable thing of whether we should have a ring or not. I think oh, with that yeah. kind of talent, they definitely definitely should have ended up with a ring. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is what it is. That I'm uh, I'm going to leave that in the past. Let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to games that uh, that that. Tell me about some games that you watched and what you actually took away from it. Yeah, kind of the game most fresh in my mind would be Washington and Atlanta. Uh, there were a few things. Uh, Go on. That's one that I actually didn't watch, so I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. I saw the stat, but yeah, yeah. There were there are a few kind of points that I noticed here. I mean, a I was interested to see how Dwight would return and how the Hawks like offense would like be changing from Horford to Dwight. That's a massive change in just the skill set with a top yep. player on your team. But I really I thought the Hawks offense looked good. Uh, they didn't get a whole lot of action out of the pick and roll with Schroeder and Howard. Uh, Atlanta or Washington was kind of closing off the paint against Shut. them, which was expected. But shutting that down, okay. 
But kind of the most, or the more interesting point I noticed was the way they used Millsap, which he ended up having a great game. But yeah, early, Millsap's a really good player. Oh, yeah. Um, early in the game, Millsap kind of, the offense kind of looked uncomfortable maybe, and Millsap, they kind of like tried to force it to him a few times, but it wasn't in the flow of the offense, which is completely against how Atlanta played previously yeah. last year, just under Budenholzer, Budenholzer, whatever his name is. Um, but in <laughs> Mikey, Mike, old Mikey, my good friend, he, uh, but he ended up bringing Millsap, I think, I mean, I don't know the numbers, but just from what I noticed, it looked like Millsap played a whole lot of minutes with just like the second unit and was the focal point. Cause I was worried about how that backup point guard situation would be Yeah. because dropping off because from Teague to Schroeder, that was like nasty having that one, two punch yeah. all game. But then to who Malcolm Delaney or whoever's in there at point guard, but it just gave Millsap a chance to like really impose his will on anybody, and he ended up dropping right. twenty nine points or whatever. Um, one reason I actually almost flip flopped on Atlanta's over under was because of their defense, which is bad to say in preseason because that's kind of where I noticed it. But their defense looked fantastic in preseason, and against Washington, well, it looked great again. They were the number one defense last year, right? Yeah, they were really good. But right, so Budenholz, Budenholz knows what the hell he's doing. I mean, that's why I took I took Atlanta's over this year. I know uh, I was pretty nervous about this Dwight fit, but one thing I have confidence in is uh, Budenholz. You know, like he he knows what the heck he's doing. You might be so, worse with the you might be worse with their coach's name than I am. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> we need to Whatever, stick to Mikey. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought Mikey just, I thought their defensive scheme against Washington was fantastic. They forced Wall into making, Wall ended up shooting like outside shots and stuff, which he ended up getting assists, but they kind of made everything Washington did looked uncomfortable. And yeah. I mean, it even took a great game from Markeith Morris to keep the game close, and Atlanta still ended up blowing it open. And yeah. so I think, yeah. I mean, my game one overreaction here would just be I'm way higher on Atlanta than I was before. And they hit some shots, and that's how, that turned the tide of the game. But, yeah, I thought they played great against Washington. Yeah, too bad you didn't use that switch. You I know. You under on 43 and a half. They only need... You know, they only need 43 more wins, so... <laughs> I know, and I'm, I'm worried that Mikey's going to do it, too. I'm pissed. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... I think he's won a coach of the year, but he he's definitely always in the running in in my mind. I mean, Atlanta Atlanta plays like a team, you know. Like they uh, they don't team necessarily wasn't a star, you know. Millsap's not really a star. I think he's really good. Uh, I want to see what he could do with Dwight, but I mean, they won sixty games, you yeah. know. And I mean, he 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 learned he learned a lot under Popovich, and I got a, I got a lot of faith with him going forward. Yeah, and, oh yeah, one other thing I thought was just that they had, because previously we saw Atlanta have trouble pulling down those rebounds or having some rim protection, but I thought Dwight moved really well last night, and he looked healthy, like he actually looked yeah. healthy, and that's going to be a huge thing going forward, because he pulled down a ton of boards, what, 18 that's, or whatever it was, I don't remember. Yeah, that, I mean, that's one thing Dwight can do. You know, like he's limited offensively, but his defensive defensive and offensive rebounding is is elite. Like that's his elite skill. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I thought he looked good. I mean, that contrast between him and Horford is so big. You know, Horford's almost, he's almost a perimeter player. You Mm -hmm. know, like, he he stays above the free throw line at all times. And Dwight, you know, like, uh, he's never never. above the free throw line. So. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we're. <clears throat> I guess we watched some of the same games, right? I think you watched Utah and Portland. Yeah, and we we both watched Memphis and Minnesota. Uh, those those two games. I'm glad that we both watched those. Those might be my two favorite games that I've watched. That really? I've watched here. Uh, the Portland Jazz game was awesome. Uh, the uh, George Hill edition was great. Uh, yeah. Joe Johnson played out of his mind the entire uh, second half. He scored 27 points in the second half, which was unbelievable. I know. Uh, it's so I love watching how smooth, like how smooth he is with just everything oh he my does. Gosh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's beautiful, man. It, it really is. Like, uh, like they the, the way the way that they run the pick and roll between the two guards to get jo- Johnson isolated in the post, uh-huh. like. I mean, Willard and uh, McCollum cannot stop him down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was that that's what they were doing, and then they were playing off of that. I mean, he hit a couple threes. He was getting that mid range game. He looks like he's moving a mile an hour, but he's just doing whatever <laughs> he wants. It it was great. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I guess one of the main things I pulled from the game was just how. It really felt like Portland was just a terrible matchup for Utah. Because Utah yeah. usually, I mean, A, they were missing some players, and so that didn't help. Two starters. Yeah, they were missing Hayward and Favors. Yeah. And, and Burks. And, but, because they, they always drop Gobert back into the paint on those pick and rolls. And that is just yeah, the exact thing Portland wants you to do against them. That's that's what I was seeing is uh, they, the guards were going around that pick, and then they were just pulling up. Yeah, like, uh, wide open every time. Gobert was not, he was not uh, flashing up and making them. I mean, that, I think that's what you have to do against Portland is flash up and uh, make them go all the way to the hole. Don't let them pull up for jumpers because McCollum and Lower can cash those all night. I know. Yeah, that was that was big. And I think if Favors and, was if Favors was healthy, I think they would have put Favors at center a bit more and just had Gobert on the bench. Because um, yeah. I think that Favors uh, is a little better at that, I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even with George, George Hill's a great defender in so long, but it just didn't matter because they just had right. so much yeah. room after that screen. Yeah, I I thought George Hill played a great game. Yeah. Great game, for sure, offensively and defensively. Yeah. He, had a, he had a steal where Lillard like, threw the ball and uh, George Hill went up and he looked like he was covering half the court with his arms. His arms are so long for a guard. I know he's only six three, but I think he has like a six ten wingspan. It's yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, freakish, freakishly long. <laughs> <laughs> the original Greek freak, kind of. Yeah. Uh, was there any since we're on Utah? Was there anybody for Utah that uh, disappointed you that you did not like what you saw? Um. Yeah, I mean. They didn't really have anyone that I disliked what I saw, but more they just, like, weren't hitting shots. Like, Dior, he wasn't hitting anything. Uh, yeah, Dior played really bad. Yeah. He was bad offensively and defensively. I did, 
I did not like that. Yeah, uh, and that could just be kind of getting into the flow and playing with new teammates. Yeah. I expect the defense For to sure. be slower and offense. But yeah, he missed a couple just wide-open shots that easily yeah. could have changed the game. They were just bricks. And... Uh, Trey Lyles, he had some great little yep. dump-offs, but then there were also, early in the game, he made a couple mistakes and forced yep. a couple shots, and then he had a, an, he had a time when he had a wide-open three attempt, like, opportunity, and then he passed it up to go drive in, and that ended up not working out for him. It, it, he ended up traveling, right? Yeah, that's the one. He ended up traveling, yeah. Yep. So, that's, uh, that's not good. He needs to... I think when he's in, he needs to be aggressive offensively. I think they need his bench scoring, especially now with Hayward and Favors out. I guess if yeah. he gets the ball, I think he needs to be looking to score because he can. Yeah, and uh, I, I think the game will slow down for him once he just—I mean, just more experience. I know he's a second-year guy, but that game just—it takes usually. It feel just from what I've seen, it feels like it takes guys maybe two years before they really feel like the game has slowed down for them or where they're making through right. making their reads when they should be making their reads. Yeah. He was he was he was the one I was gonna bring up. Uh he he didn't play very well defensively either. He got beat quite a bit. He did hit a last second shot. I don't know if you saw that. I think it was at the end of the uh I think it was halftime at the end of the Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But, but uh so he did do that, so that's good. But, uh, yeah, overall, he did not play a very good game. That's why, I, if I mean, DL played so bad, I like, even if Favors is only out a couple games, I was thinking maybe you slide uh, Trey Lyles into the starting lineup, but then he didn't have a great game either. So. <laughs> I know. Uh, did, any thoughts about Portland, I guess, before we move on? Uh, Willard looked like an MVP. I, I think that's pretty much all you could say. I mean, Aminu and Harkless didn't play very well. Uh, Plumley was doing what he does. The guy who uh, stood out for me was Noah Vonway. Uh, oh, yeah. He, it's the new he deal. He's got the he, new uh, deal, and now he's unstoppable. Right. He was, I mean, he fell off my radar, like, a while back. I know he was traded for Batum, and it was like, what the heck? And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he. I think he went four for four and hit two threes. I've never seen him make a three. So yeah, his shot uh, looks his shot looked smooth too. Like he looked yeah, relaxed he, out he, there. He looked he looked like uh, he looked like he could see the the speed of the game thing that you were saying for Lyles. Yeah, it looks like he was he was uh, he 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 was in the right speed. He he looked he looked really good. And I yeah I don't I don't love uh, starting heartless in a meeting. I, I don't love that. I, I kind of like Aminu at a three, and if you know if he could if he could continue that and progress on that, I could see him being a starter because he's young. Yeah, you know, he's 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 got to be only twenty two, twenty three. So yeah, because he, he was one of the youngest guys in the draft when he came out. Yeah, yeah. So that's something I'll be looking at with Portland going forward. Like, was that an aberration or is that something that's uh, actually here to stay? Because I think he could jump. Uh, Miles Leonard, I don't have a lot of confidence in Miles Leonard. Yeah. He had such a great, if he can shoot over 40% from three or whatever he was when he was really good two years ago, then that's different. But last year he struggled, and yesterday, a couple days ago, he didn't look great. Uh, Did you catch the uh, Blazers-Clippers game? That was one I missed. No, I actually missed that one too. 
Yeah, I wanted to watch it. Wanted to watch. I know, me uh, too. Yeah, I know. I know the Clippers ended up winning at the end, but I didn't. I didn't dive in much to that one. Uh, You want to talk about the Memphis Minnesota game? Yeah, I actually only got to watch like the first half of this. The other half, I still DVR'd. So that'll be a weekend project for me. (laughs) I know, exciting stuff. I live a, I live a fancy life out here, you know. (laughs) Um. But, yeah, I mean, the beginning of the game, Memphis just dominated, and, like, Cat looked real smooth doing everything. I guess I watched the end of it, too, where he it looked like he was maybe forcing stuff a little bit. And that could have just, just been tired legs. I mean, it's still early in the season, and it was the end of the game. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, Cat came out on fire. Like, he, yeah. he hit a turnaround jumper, I think, on the second possession, and then the next time down the floor, hit a three. I mean, they were up 20 to 3 at one point. The Minnesota looked great at the beginning of the game, but what, I mean, Mike Connolly and Marcus all said, okay, that's enough of this. And uh-huh. they, uh, they, they brought it back pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. Couple, couple things that stood out to me was Zach Randolph coming off the bench with a beast. Yeah, I mean, that, Randolph that's, is not done. That was one he of my points that I noticed. Done. Yeah. He, uh, he, he looks like a man among boys a lot of times when he's on the floor. Like, uh, he grabbed a rebound, I, I believe against Cole Aldridge, and just, like, and I think Chris Dunn as well, and just, like, threw them both off of him. He's like, there was no way he was letting them get that ball. So. I know. Yeah, I love watching him against those bench units. I think he's a good fit. Yeah. He had 19 points and 11 boards in 24 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I I think it's a really good move bringing him off the bench too because their bench was uh, their bench was pretty weak last year and having that punch coming off the bench is I think it was a good move by Fisdale. I know. I just it's so much hinges on if they can stay healthy. Like when Parsons come back yeah. comes back and they don't have to start Ennis or whoever Harrison, whichever one they drop down. Yeah. It's got to be Harrison. Harrison was not good. Harrison but, uh, was so yeah. was Ennis. They were both. Harrison played 38 minutes, team high. That's crazy. <laughs> That's not good. Hey, he was plus four in those 38 minutes. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, I just mean, stats co- don't always tell the story, you know, and there's a good example. <laughs> I know. It always reminds me of this time I was watching, I forget, some college sports game and the the stat was this player whenever Michigan or whoever brings this or whenever this player plays Michigan's 38 and 1. And you're like, yeah, because because he only comes in when they're either ahead by a billion or down by a billion. <laughs> so he only plays to win. Uh, that's, that's that's a stipulation like he can't handle losing. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that's I definitely agree with you. Who disappointed for you in that game? I I, I know you only watched a half, but what did what did you see? I mean, it, I I don't like watching Wiggins play. I th- a I think he's boring to watch. B it's just mostly just the boring thing. I mean, he he was efficient in the game. He shot pretty well, but. It's like he just tries to exhaust every single option he has on offense before he even thinks about passing the ball. Yeah. So that's just kind of painful for me to watch. I don't like that. But yeah, I mean, I didn't think Rubio looked real good. 
he Rubio did not look good. He was the he was the one uh, I was gonna say I was disappointed in. Yeah, he uh, he had eight assists, but I believe he shot like one for six from the field. He was missing missing uh, a lot of wide open shots, which is you know a problem for him. I think Chris Dunn played well in his uh, first game. He looked like he was, I mean, he was harassing the ball handler. He was making guys very uncomfortable defensively. Yeah. Which is, which is what his job is at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was guarding Conley and Conley, uh, you know, Conley was doing Conley things, but he was, uh, he looked very uncomfortable doing it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I thought Dunn played uh, well. I believe he was, uh, four for four, like within like ten, like five feet of the rim. But he missed his two jumpers. One of them was at the end of the quarter, so I'm not going to take a lot of stock in that one. But the other one was a wide open three, and he he missed it, and it wasn't pretty. So, uh, so that's something I'm going to look forward to. I look forward at going going forward is like what his outside shot looks like, and what's the percentage, and we'll see going yeah. forward. Yeah, finishing at the rim is huge. There were a couple times where I thought he. Uh, gambled maybe a little too much or kind of underestimated the speed of the other players on the court or how well they could yeah. move the ball. But, I mean, every yeah. every single rookie guard goes through that, so that's not like anything right. big that's just growing up. Uh, yeah. I also, I just, it, it was encouraging. It was encouraging. I liked what I saw. Yeah. And I didn't like what I saw with Rubio, so, I, you know, the whole 20-game thing, we'll see. Yeah, I know. It will be interesting. On the other yeah. side, Minnesota's rookie, Wade Baldwin, the fourth. Memphis. Memphis' rookie. Uh, Men- who did I say? You said Minnesota's rookie. I'm an idiot. Nope, Memphis' rookie. Memphis's uh, rookie. Yeah, Baldwin. Baldwin. Yeah. He, um, I actually thought he played well from what I watched. He, come, kind of going into the draft, actually, I thought his, like, high, his upside would be, um... I don't think he's a great primary ball handler because I think yeah. he, he lacks that and he's not great. I know in college he he struggled splitting double teams. but yeah. And I thought um, people kind of had him rated highly and he didn't match that in college, but I thought that was just kind of the role he had, kind of how Miles Turner he, was. But, he blocked uh, – Wade Baldwin blocked three shots in this game as a guard. Which is I know. impressive. That, like when I see stats like that, it just means that this guy is highly athletic, right? Like he's uh, he's he's in the mix. He's he's places he should be defensively. So that uh, yeah, Baldwin definitely played well. Yeah, I thought I was impressed by him, and yeah, I think he had three steals too. Actually, that's yeah, ridiculously good game for only playing. I mean, twenty four minutes or whatever it was. Right. But, yeah, I thought he played well. I thought he also kind of did the same thing where he gambled a little too much on a couple possessions, but not a big deal. Um, but that's... You, uh, you, want, you want to move on to, uh, you want to move on to Cleveland-Boston? Did you catch that one? Cleveland-Boston, Cleveland-New York? Uh, let's go Chicago-Boston. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're running circles around me. My bad. Uh, yeah, I actually didn't... I, well... I watched uh, about a quarter of it, just in between uh, other games. Yeah. But yeah, kind of. Uh, what did you think about that, or any well, thoughts uh, on that? The, the Bulls won the game, which is shocking. You know, I, I thought like when I DVR'd the game, I'm like, okay, I, I'm gonna watch the Celtics win. But the uh, the Bulls won, but 
it wasn't like a very convincing win for me. The 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 big the big big stack that makes me think that this game was almost a fluke is uh, Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler shot eight for twelve for three combined. Yeah, that that I don't know if that's going to happen again this season. Right? I, like, I would say no. They may have scored the most points they'll score all season at one hundred and five. Yeah, I mean Wade Wade shot really well in the playoffs last year, and he shot pretty well in the preseason too. So I mean maybe this is like an evolution for Wade. Maybe he's going to start being a a shooter, but until I need more of a one game, definitely to say that. Yeah, but that was that's what stuck out to me. Uh, Isaiah Thomas played okay. I don't think he played great. Yeah, he, uh, he missed a few free throws late that really screwed the Celtics yeah. there at the end of the game. Because yeah. yeah, the Celtics, I thought they had that big roaring comeback uh, midway through the third or something like that. I forget when it was. And I thought, okay, this game's over. Celtics are winning it by 10. And then, yeah, the Bulls, they I, had, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I believe they hit a couple threes. And I was like, geez, that's just tough. Yep. I mean, Rondo Rondo hit one of his two, even. Yeah, Rondo hit a three. Uh, Miracic went one for, one for six, which, is, I mean, they're relying on him to shoot. And I believe he went one for six. So it, it was just, it's a weird game for the Bulls. I like I'm not taking much stock in it. I want to see uh, I want to see them play a couple more times before I I could say that they're good. I'm still confident in the under with them. Yeah, I I am too. There was one thing I actually noticed in those few minutes I watched, and that was Isaiah Cannon as he came in. Okay. Came in for like half a quarter, fired up three threes, played terribly, and I'm pretty sure that's the last time he's going to play this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just I mean, like Hoiberg just know. realized you know, they, that he's not they, an NBA player, right? Like they uh, they drafted Denzel Valentine too. You know, like just play him. Don't don't mess around with Cannon. Just yeah, give, was was Valentine, Valentine hurt? The I think he was hurt, right? Yeah, I, I think he is. But just uh, when he comes back, you know, they gotta they gotta play him. Yeah. They gotta play him at the backup guard. Oh yeah, they definitely have to. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, what other games did we watch or you watch or have interesting well, thoughts? I, I, uh, I really had just two more I want to talk about. One's the, uh, they were the primetime games on opening night, the Cleveland Knicks, and then, uh, the Golden State, we'll end on the Golden State and Spurs. But the Cleveland Knicks, you know, it's emotion. it's an emotional night for them. They, uh, they got their rings. You know, LeBron finally brought the championship back to Cleveland, and it just happened the World Series was being played yeah. across town. So, you know, big night in Cleveland, and it was it was a pretty good game in the first half. You know, it was it was uh, it was pretty tight. Porzingis is amazing to watch too. Like he, uh, like he was roaming around the perimeter, and he, whenever he would just catch the ball and shoot, it was cash. Yeah. Anytime he would like catch it and like have to try to create, it wasn't always good. But uh, Porzingis is really good, and I think it's going to be a problem going forward trying to get him the ball like in the right kind of space. I don't really like the next game plan right now, uh, as far as what Rose and Noah and Carmelo. I mean, Carmelo's still good, but when the when, when Carmelo catches the ball, the ball stops. You know, it, now yeah. it's, okay, let's stand around and watch Carmelo. That's not good for Porzingis. Yeah. But after halftime, 
After halftime, Cleveland just, they ended it. They, you know, actually, they, were hit, done. they actually hit their open threes. <clears throat> yeah, they hit their open threes. LeBron had a triple-double. Uh, yeah, I mean, after, after halftime, it was what we expected. You know, Cleveland's yeah. a much better team than the Knicks. So, yeah, that, yeah that's, that's what I saw. That was kind of my, I have two thoughts, actually. Porzingis, I'll be really interested to see how his kind of post-game develops and if he's able to take advantage of teams switching their smaller players on him. He has, um, and some of that's negated by the fact that he has such a quick release that he has such a quick release and he's so tall that even if a shorter player is on him, he can still get a shot off. So Yeah, he can just turn around and shoot, you know? Yeah, it's kind of Dirk-esque in a way. And uh, the other thought was just kind of how it was like a worst nightmare situation with Rose. He did exactly what everybody was saying you can't do. Where And I think that kind of fed into Carmelo being a ball stopper because the ball wasn't moving with Rose. Cleveland Cleveland played it to have Rose shoot the shots because they knew he's he's not efficient anymore. Like, sorry, Rose, but... And so that's exactly what he did. And so players were just standing around, and he wasn't making shots. And so, yeah, that was that was bad. I didn't think Jennings played well either. He kind of got into me first offense. Um, let's, uh, let's 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 dive in a little bit on the Knicks, on the Knicks here. If you were if you were Jeff Hornacek, how would you do this rotation? How would you coach this team to make it the best it can be? I think. I mean, I don't think you can start Derrick Rose. And so that leaves you with Jennings. Okay. Which Jennings, he has, he's had flashes in his career, or maybe just 10-game stretch or whatever with the Pistons, where he was doing a good job of getting <laughs> teammates involved. He wasn't, he wasn't looking for his shot first. And he, that seemed to be when he was happiest. Like, I think he wants to play that way. Yeah. For um, me, I'm gonna argue that like I didn't I did not watch the ten games that you're talking about with the Pistons. Yeah, Everything I've seen with Brandon Jennings is he's a ball stopper too. Yeah. You know, like he, he wants he wants his offense is what I see. Like the ball comes to him, he dribbles and then he'll pull up. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, that's but, how that's but, how his career yeah, is been. I agree you can't I agree you can't start Rose. Yeah, and so really it's just like if Jennings ever does get back, because that's when the Pistons went on like their big run where they went on a bunch right. of games and they traded for Dreddy Jackson after Jennings went down. Yep. Um, but, yeah, that was when Stan Van formed the wall. I forgot about that. It was a beautiful <laughs> moment. Um, Build an effing wall! <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact strategy they needed, though. Uh, yep. Who was it? There was one player that kind of shuffled over to the side and, like, rubbed his face or something to hide his laughter. I think it might have been Monroe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was incredible. But, yeah, so, I mean, I think just because I have seen, seen Jennings do that, it gives me at least hope that he somehow gets okay. back to that, whereas I don't have Fair that enough. hope for Rose. And so that's yep, just... I agree. And then Rose, I mean, your second unit, I don't. Like, the second unit, a whole bunch on the Knicks, and... Rose can take over or whatever. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I just don't know where they go. I mean, they just have to get a point guard. They have to get a point guard who gets teammates involved and gets that kind of, like, mentality among the rest of the teammates, like the rest of the team. Because I think Carmelo likes passing. We've seen him do it on Team USA. 
where if he trusts his teammates, he passes, but... But yeah, they need to bring uh, Jose Calderon back. <laughs> uh, he can uh, he can shoot threes. Yeah, and he can pass. And he can pass. Uh, yep they uh, they moved on from Calderon for for Rose, probably because he has a better name. But who knows? That's true. Maybe I actually kind of like Calderon more. Maybe, but uh, yeah, that's that's something we should dive into sometime. Just like point guards, we could see the Knicks trade for some time. Or yeah, one uh, one one point I want to make that I don't think you brought up is uh, I would stagger Porzingis and Carmelo. Uh, oh would, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a good when point. When Carmelo's on the floor, uh, I'm not saying like one for one. They still start games and finish games, kind of like uh, like what McCollum and Lillard do. I just like the idea of. Whichever one of those two is on the floor, run the offense through them. Yeah. You know, like, um, no, no was even a ball stopper too. Like he catches the ball in the high post and it's, it stops. I mean, he was really good at that in Chicago, but that was with that personnel. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's not going to work here with Carmelo and Porzingis. I know. It's we don't see the gonna, same movement or the same cutters and stuff, yeah, which they have they, to they have with really, that. It's, it's not a good fit, but yeah, when, uh, I, I would stagger those two and just run the offense through them and build from there. That's how I would start. Yeah. <clears throat> that is a good point, and I totally agree with you there. And it gives Porzingis a chance to be that dominant player and develop those skills. Which, which yeah, that's what they're banking on. Yeah. You know, find out if he can do that. Because mm-hmm. I think it's possible he could. But you're never going to find out when you're running him with bros and he has to stand in the corner. Yeah, you find out if he's the alpha dog or if he's kind of that second star that teams need to win at all. Which is fine if he is. Agreed. He's still really, really good and creates mismatches. Yeah. But you, you just got to find out. Yeah. And I think that's how you find out. So, so that's what I would do. Uh, do you want to move on to Golden State and Spurs? Yeah, I do. I, this is actually another dvr game that I've only watched bits and pieces of. So I'm going to let you take this. I watched the entire game, and uh, what really stood out to me was the Spurs' continuity, right? Like, uh, I felt like they, they play like a team who knows who's who has what roles. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when Leonard created and he scored, Leonard Kawhi Leonard looked like the MVP in this game. You know, he looked like the best player on the floor with two ex-MVP, you know? Yeah. Uh, I Obviously, Jonathan Simmons had a great game, great story with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, on the negative side, uh, Pau Gasol did not, he, he, he was not covering pick and rolls, and I think that's going to be a problem going forward. He can't move his feet, you know, and uh, I know this sounds terrible, but I really like Dwayne Dedman. I think he played pretty well. So, I mean, you could. I could. I mean, Popovich doesn't care. You know, he's going to put the best team on the floor. Yeah. I can see him at some point throwing Dedman in there and moving Powell to the bench, even though Powell's been so resistant to the bench. But maybe Powell wants to win a ring. And I just, I, I do not like Powell in, like, in crunch time. Go, like, if Powell switches on to Steph Curry on a pick and roll, you're in big trouble. And that, yeah, 100% that, that happened a couple times. I, I would say Popovich outcoached Kerr a little bit. Like, uh, when, whenever Steph got going, Popovich immediately called the timeout. And I, I could see that 
going forward, uh, teams taking that a lot. Because what we saw a lot last season is Steph would get like, – he'd get on these runs where he'd score like 8, 12 points quick. Yeah. You know? And Popovich was – like Curry like would do his dribble thing and then pull up, cast a three, and then immediate timeout. Mm-hmm. Just momentum gone. It, it, it was really like, oh, wow. Uh, okay. So then you kind of forget that three even happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that the Spurs yeah, did do that, or the, that was, Golden State went on just those huge runs last year, like you said, where they just hit three after three after three, and then the coach would call the timeout. And, right, and I don't. Yeah, and Popovich is like, no, that's not happening. So. Yeah, and actually, I kind of hope that. I mean, that's a good coaching strategy, but again, I hate the live ball timeouts, so I. <laughs> Hope that those go away sometime, yeah. even though that is a very good strategy that uh, Pop employed there. Right. Yeah, uh, back to Gasol. I kind of, I mean, I thought he was struggle in this game, too, just because Golden State's a terrible matchup for him with just their personnel. Right. But they are. But then, they, then last night, he also didn't play well, or didn't, I only watched bits of that game, too, actually. But just against uh, the Kings... He didn't have a great game. He only played about 20 minutes. He had three turnovers or something like that. And yeah. You can't be doing that. Like, I'm sure, obviously, he knows he can't be having three turnovers, but that's just such a huge yeah. thing. And maybe, I mean, he is getting up there. Usually you don't know exactly when they're going to take that step back, and maybe he ends up being, if he's willing to accept it, to be just Zach Randolph coming off the bench. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I can't see him on the floor in crunch time. You know, like, if he if he's, on, he's yeah, on the floor in crunch time, then you... Can't play defense. Yeah, I mean, you see you see this now more, right? Like, Tony Allen can't be on the floor in crunch time, even though he's amazing at defense, because you're going to play four on five. Yeah. You know, like, there's... You see you see this a lot. I mean, Powell's still good offensively. He still has skills there. But, I mean, Kevin Love sometimes doesn't play in crunch time. And Kevin Love's an all-star. I know. You know because because you can't you can't just be a one way player. Yeah. You know, that's why Jamal Crawford has always came off the bench. You know? You can't you can't be a one way player in this league and that's what I love about the NBA. <laughs> I know, yeah, I really appreciate that. Just having being forced to emphasize those skills. It forces players to play defense, even though some of them wouldn't yep. want to, because their pride wants to be on the court during those last moments of the game. And yeah. yeah, the Gasol, I mean, there will be matchups in the playoffs, I'm sure, where Gasol will be playable down the stretch, sure. just depending sure. on who they play. But yeah, like Golden State's a terrible matchup, and I didn't like the signing to begin with anyways. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they needed somebody to replace Tim, and I don't know who else they could have got. You know? Yeah, like, I think that was a big part of they, it. Should they have gotten Biombo or you know, or something like that? I, I don't, I yeah. don't really know. I don't know who else they really could have got. I know he's wanted to go there for a long time, and they wanted him for a long time. So mm-hmm. And maybe the they, they thought he'd him, fit but. in with the continuity. He's a real like willing passer normally, and like real aware. But I think age may be catching up to him here, and that's sad for the Spurs. Yeah. Okay, so enough about the Spurs. Uh, is it panic time for Golden State? What do you think? <laughs> one game? I know, the hot take oh, cannon one? that everyone's firing off. It was, I mean, obviously it's not time to panic. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's going to take time. 
and not every team is as good as the Spurs, and yeah. I mean, there's yeah, just like I, a multitude I, of things, but the Spurs played them really well, and I think that is something for the Warriors and Warriors fans to be a little bit concerned about. You don't want to see your team get blown out first game of the season at home versus like a rival team. Like your team should have come out yeah. fired up. Right. You don't want to see it, but it is what it is. I mean, they're playing tonight, and if they win by 40, that's going to shit a lot of people up. You know? Like, yeah. Let's calm down a little bit. I'm not, I'm still not worried about the over. You know, like, it's okay. Yeah. The Spurs, the Spurs were a historic team as well last year. You yeah, know? they were so crazy They good. were really good. So, yeah. I, I They play uh, they play the Pelicans tonight. Davis might score 50 again, but <laughs> so I, I, I see them winning by, I mean, Durant's getting guarded by Solomon Hill. You know, like, it's just not, it's not even going to be close. Yeah. Steph Curry's getting guarded by, guarded by Tim Frazier. Yeah, that's really sad. When these guys play normal teams, it's let's, let's see what happens tonight. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, the line on that game is 11.5. Do you have right. Golden State on the over then? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, they, they went, they're going to be fired up. They're going to be fired up because they just got their butts whooped at home. You know, they're going to yeah. come out and... They're going to be fired up. So. Yeah, I don't. That's Sorry, New Orleans. I think you get stomped tonight. Uh, a couple yeah. other small bits. Your boys in Oklahoma City are getting thrashed by the Suns. They've given up 38 points in the first with 40 seconds left. That's pretty bad. That's happening right now? Right now, yeah. They're down 13. Oh, um, I, uh, I, DV- I DVR'd that game. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm giving you a heads up so you're not overly depressed. The Pistons are up 23 at halftime versus the Magic. The Magic scored nine points in the second quarter. That's pretty sad. Um, And then a few, I just want to get your thoughts on a couple things. Okay. Do you, I made a couple small wagers. How do you like my Houston Rockets bet of plus one and a half? Uh, let's see, at Dallas. At Dallas, that's uh, that's gonna be tough. They lost to the Lakers, man. I know the uh, lot. I saw that Dallas defense though, and that might be worse than LA's. I think they could. I think yeah. they could liter- legitimately like drop a hundred and forty points tonight. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Uh, I like it. I take it. Okay. Uh, Harden, Harden's still going to go off. I'm not. Yeah. I, I, I take that. Okay. Number two. There are four of these. Five of these, actually. The Jazz at minus eight and a half uh, at home versus the Lakers. Is Favors back? Um, I don't think so. Then I would not take it. Uh oh. I would I would take the Lakers there. Wow. That game yep. versus Houston did a lot for you for LA, huh? I think the uh the speedy they're bringing Clarkson off the bench right now. Yeah. And Jordan Clarkson against uh Joe Johnson, I think Clarkson can win that matchup. Would that so they might throw they might throw Exum on Clarkson though. Yeah. Clarkson they, can't do anything in they, the post. In the in the jazz game I watched, uh, they were playing Shelvin Mack way too much oh, and not yeah. playing Exum 
Axum enough. That was one. That was one other point I had thought of. How once Axum gets back into like the flow of things, since he was recently coming or came coming off that injury, I things will be better when Shelvin Mack's not playing. Um, Yeah. So I would actually, I would actually take the Lakers there. Okay. And who do you like? Or I have the Jazz Lakers at under two hundred and one points total. Jazz Lakers under two hundred one. Yeah. I would not take that. I'd go over. Wow. Number four. Yep. <laughs> oh, we already discussed this. I got Golden State at minus 11 versus the Pelicans. Yep. I think they went by 20, 25. Jeez. That's a big number. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, I think it'll be a big-time blowout. And then I have the Pistons at minus four versus the Magic, which is looking good as they are up by like a billion right now at halftime. 23. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I was talking a lot of talking a lot of stuff about the magic, and I'm not ready to back <laughs> off of it yet. But uh, they don't look good yet, so no, that's they all look I'll say terrible. About that. I do like your bet. I do like your bet. Thank you. I appreciate it. So we yep. you disagree on three of the five, but yep, <laughs> so, that's uh, that's pretty typical for us, right? I like know. Anytime stuff happens, I know it'll make uh, it'll make my five wins tonight even sweeter. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll listen to this playback and see the results and decide if I'm going to do another podcast. How's that sound? That sounds fair, my friend. <laughs> all right. Well, is that uh, is that all we got? I, I think this one's uh, this one's a pretty good episode. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how good it is. Maybe it sucked. Uh, if you guys liked it. <laughs> We are currently working on getting this on a different iTunes channel, kind of more fitting to uh, Mac and Felg instead of James and Jacob, as that doesn't fit at all. Um, I but, don't even know who Jacob is, so that's perfect. <laughs> I know, yeah. He's uh, <laughs> he's a good guy. But, yeah, so okay. once we get that up, or even before, give us five stars on iTunes or whatever, anywhere you find us. Share it with your friends. Um But yeah, thanks for listening. Shout out to uh, Randall Tubbs and Matt Bennett. Thanks for the the support. They're always coming through. (laughs) All right, buddy. It was good talking to you. You too. Wait, are we actually hanging up the phone now? Yeah, I wasn't sure if we were or not. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 